This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, House Republicans look to address concerns they're hearing about the Farm Service Agency. Members in the Federal Employees Group Life Insurance Program could see higher rates soon. And the military has its deadliest stretch of COVID-19 cases. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House Republicans say Farm Service Agency offices around the country are understaffed. FSA hired 165 permanent federal, 250 permanent non-federal, and 435 temporary employees last year during the pandemic. Visitors are allowed to return to FSA offices, and 75% of staff are back working in person. But Congressman Michael Cloud, James Comer, and Jody Heiss say they're still hearing complaints about understaffed FSA offices. They're asking the Farm Service Agency for an update on their hiring and onboarding efforts. Some participants in the Federal Employee Group Life Insurance Program will see slightly different premiums next month. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Rates are going up for employees enrolled in basic life insurance. Employees currently pay 15 cents every two weeks per $1,000 of insurance coverage. The new rate will be 16 cents every two weeks. Premiums for other life insurance plans may go up depending on the employee or retiree's age. Participants ages 80 and up will see the largest premium rate increases. Some premiums aren't going up at all. New rates go into effect on or just after October 1st. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Census Bureau adds three new members to its Census Scientific Advisory Committee. The committee advises the Bureau on the operation and implementation of the Bureau's programs, including the decennial census. The new members come from Emory University, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and Microsoft Research. They'll serve three-year terms and will appear at their first committee meeting later this month. The State Department is looking for the next generation of IT talent to join its ranks. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The State Department is accepting applications for its two-year foreign affairs IT or FATE fellowship through the end of January 2022. The department will select 15 fellows, a mix of graduate and undergraduate students, and will support up to $37,000 a year in tuition and related expenses. Fellows agreed to serve a five-year stint in the Foreign Service as Information Management Specialist. The fellowship aims to diversify the department's workforce. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The lead U.S. cyber agency is telling other departments you don't have to go at it alone on Zero Trust. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday explains. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency doesn't want agencies to reinvent the wheel as they scramble to upgrade their network defenses. That's why new Zero Trust guidance tells agencies about the cybersecurity services CISA already offers. CISA says it will be rolling out new offerings, including advanced protective domain name system services, within the next year. Agencies are grappling with the White House's new requirement that they reach a basic level of zero-trust architecture by 2024. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The 55th Communication Squadron at Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska has now been redesignated as the 55th Cyber Squadron. The move means the squadron is not only responsible for ensuring the installation's communication infrastructure is protected, but they are also now proactive cyber defense operators on the Air Force's tactical edge. 
The squadron had to meet certain requirements outlined by the Air Force for the move to take place, including implementing Enterprise IT as a service and having the wing commander recommend the redesignation to the unit's major command. The Army is beginning to recoup funds for the money it spent helping with the evacuation in Afghanistan. Army Secretary Christine Warmoth says the service already secured $400 million in reprogramming. She added that the Army is working closely with the Defense Department and Congress to reroute another billion dollars for the service. Warmoth says she is concerned that the withdrawal could end up being more expensive than planned. She noted how the National Guard mission protecting the Capitol ended up costing more than expected. The military saw its deadliest month related to COVID-19 in August. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. 11 military service members died of COVID-19 last month, making it by far the most fatal 31 days since the pandemic started. None of the service members were fully vaccinated from the virus. Before August, the most troops to die from the disease in a month was last November when four service members passed away. In total, 43 service members have died from coronavirus. The Defense Department has mandated that all active duty military personnel get vaccinated. The Air Force recently told its airmen that they need to get both shots by November 2nd. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Small business joint ventures looking to score defense contracts just got a win from the Government Accountability Office. Last week, GAO sustained a pre-award protest from a joint venture vying for an Air Force command and control contract. InfoPoint LLC challenged the Air Force's requirement for joint ventures to get facility clearances, even if all the members are already cleared. GAO recommended the Air Force remove the requirement before proceeding with the contract. The Defense Health Agency's first step to consolidate more than 200 IT services contracts is under protest. Mantech and Deloitte filed complaints with the Government Accountability Office over DHA's nearly $2 billion award to Paraton in late August. Under the blanket purchase agreement called the Enterprise Information Technology Services Integrator Contract, DHA is seeking a vendor to oversee the consolidation of help desks, IT service deliveries, and to consolidate and standardize enterprise-wide technology capabilities. DHA expects to award between six and eight total contracts over the next several years. And one industry association is raising alarm bells over GSA's latest services contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The Coalition for Government Procurement says the General Services Administration is abandoning its approach that created one of the most successful government-wide contracts ever. The CGP says the seemingly final decision to use a single contract approach for GSA's new services multiple work contract instead of the dual contract setup, one for large and one for small businesses, used for Oasis, is causing industry real concerns. In a letter to GSA leadership, the association says the services contract also would duplicate the GSA schedules program across 14 of 15 areas. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.